Hey friends, welcome to The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm your host, Andrea Fortenberry. This is a podcast about finding freedom from perfectionism to show up for the life God has for you. Mom life is messy, unpredictable, and just plain hard sometimes, but it's also amazing. I believe God uses it all to grow us into the women He wants us to be. We can't do motherhood on our own. We need God's help. We need wisdom from other moms. We need the encouragement of community. I hope you'll find all of that and more as you listen in. Welcome to episode 26 of The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Today I'm talking with my friend, Alana Dawson. Alana is a podcast editor, producer, and coach. She is the host of The Podcasting Party and previously was the creator and co-host of The Mom Wants More podcast. Alana is a military spouse, a mama to two daughters, and one French bulldog. When she's not podcasting, you can find her sipping strong hot coffee, reading a good book, or dancing in her kitchen. Welcome to the podcast, friend. Thanks for having me. And can we just take a moment to celebrate 26 episodes? Girlfriend. Thank you. And I want to give you a shout out because you helped me to get going. So I had been wanting to start a podcast for a really long time, trying to decide what is my topic? What is it going to be called? And Alana offered some free brainstorming sessions. And after I met you at Blistem, I scheduled a session with you and you just gave me like such clarity. It was so good to just talk it out with you and you helped me to get here. So thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I am just blessed to be a a teeny tiny little piece of your show and your story to podcasting. So um, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Fred. It's fun to have you on. You are a woman of many talents who is constantly juggling multiple things. You are mothering solo while your spouse is deployed. You're podcasting, you're growing a business, you have your two girls. There's so much that you do. And when you and I were trying to decide, what are we going to talk about for this episode of the podcast? I knew that you could help listeners by sharing just how you do all of these things and what you've learned along the way. So will you tell us a little bit about what life looks like for you right now? And then maybe a little bit of how you got here, what your journey of being an entrepreneur and a podcaster has looked like. Yeah, I would love to. It's not often, usually when I'm on a podcast, I'm sharing about podcasting. And so I love that I get to talk a little bit about kind of behind the scenes. I love that. So um, thank you for asking me. I'm so glad to be here. So right now I do, as you mentioned, I'm solo parenting. Um, My husband is currently deployed. He has been for the past seven months and we've lived apart for the past two and a half years. So um, it's a very long drawn out story. We will not get into all of it today, (laughs) but we had to live apart for these uh, last couple of years. And so Yeah, it looks like a lot of juggling, like you talked about. It looks like a lot of driving and running from here to there. And then about 5.15 going, oh no, I forgot dinner again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yes. Why? Always dinner. It's always a surprise to me. I'm like, you know, after uh, 14 years of doing this, that's how old my oldest daughter is. I should remember that I got to feed them. Um, I do. I work from home. I'm, a, as you mentioned, I'm a podcast editor and producer. I'm also a podcast coach. I run a podcasting community for female podcasters. And so that's really fun. Um, but really my life looks full and busy and I love every single minute of it, but I've, I've gotten to the place where, um, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit about my backstory, but a place where I didn't want to just do things to be doing them anymore. I was mm-hmm. tired of running the rat race. I wanted to do a few things and I wanted to do them really, really well, because I'm sure as you're, as you know, and as your listeners know, being a mama, there are so many great things out there. There's so many good things for us to get our kids involved with, get ourselves involved with. And yet we just can't say yes to everything. And so I've gotten really good, especially over the last two and a half years of saying no to things Mm -hmm. and really holding back my yes and only saying yes to the things that are really, really important to me and important to my family. So that kind of gives you a kind of a broad strokes overview of what things look like right now. Yeah. Awesome. How do you manage the solo parenting? I think that in, you know, marriage, like there's always seasons, I think where, you know, maybe one spouse is working more or, you know, has to travel. And so I think that you can give listeners some great tips. And then we also have single mamas who solo parents, you know, all the time as well. So just give us some insight about how do you manage that? How do you not only survive it, but how do you thrive while you're doing that? Oh, I love that you said that. Um, I started this whole online journey as a blogger, a military blogger for military spouses. And my tagline was, um, you know, don't just survive, thrive. Mm -hmm. And so it is so important to me that no matter what season we're in, because we've also had seasons where my husband has done more of the solo parenting. I worked for a while uh, at a local church and I loved it, but he had to carry a lot more weight and do a lot more cooking, which I loved. Are we noticing (laughs) the theme here? (laughs) struggles with cooking. I am with you. I am not a huge... (laughs) huge fan of that. Oh, so my girls are excited that my husband's almost home and then he'll get to, he'll get to back to barbecuing and grilling. (laughs) They love that. Um, so I, you know, how have I managed? It's a good question. Um, a lot of prayer. I learned early on if I was going to not just survive, but thrive as as you said, I had to get my priorities straight. And so the first thing I do every single morning is I get up and I spend time in the word and that's a non-negotiable for me. Uh, I know different people do it differently and whatever works for you. But for me, that's my foundation. That's what I have to do every morning with a hot cup of coffee. And that way I know, because my list is like all of us, right? All mamas, single, married, um, solo parenting or not. we have way more on our to-do list than we have time for. And so oftentimes I need, I just need that focus time with the Lord. And also throughout the day to remember and remind myself that like, okay, I can't do it all, but he will give me the time and the discretion and the discernment to know, okay, what do I need to spend my time on? Uh, What's 
what, uh, what takes the top priorities of the day. So that's kind of the first thing I do. And then um, I go into mom mode and I get kids up and I get them out the door. My kids are older, they're 14 and 11, both girls. And so they do a lot of that themselves. Um, and so that's one thing that I would mention that I've done too, is I have equipped them from a very early age because quite honestly, I didn't have a choice. It wasn't this great parenting technique. I just didn't have another choice. Right. Um, they've had to help me with a lot of stuff, whether it's carrying in groceries or whether it's unloading the dishwasher, they do all their own laundry. Um, so Amen takes, to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. We eat on paper plates. So it really has just looked like for me getting very intentional about where I'm spending my time and money. Another practical thing that's helped me kind of manage this time and military life in general is my girls get to do one thing at a time per mm -hmm. kid. I just don't have the bandwidth or wherewithal to be in. I just physically can't. Right. Um, you have to, you're the one driving them. Then if there's four different places they have to be, you can't, you can't physically do it. And it never fails. There's always that season of like overlap of about two weeks from volleyball to basketball season where I'm like, okay, I'm calling in all of the helpers who can help me carpool. I need it. So, and I would say that's probably the last thing I'll mention and how have I managed just practically is I've had to get really good at asking for help. And Andrea, I'm really bad at it. This is something I'm constantly learning that God is showing me and, and pushing upon me of like, I have to ask for help. I cannot do it on my own, whether it's his help or family or friends, uh, church community. Um, that has really been one of the biggest things is I, I just can't do it on my own. Yeah. I've struggled with asking for help too. And, and it's funny when I think about why it's like, why is that? And I don't know, even as a kid, like I hated to impose or to bother someone, but I've I'm practicing now as a grown up of asking for help. And really, when we ask for help, it gives someone the opportunity to bless us. We enjoy blessing other people. So when I've, I found that there's been times when I've not asked for help that I'm like robbing someone else of the blessing of being part of our story or family or helping us out. So that's just one small thing that that has helped me along the way, for sure. Yeah. And just want to give you a huge thank you and thank you to your husband for serving. And, and it's not just the military member who serves it's the, the family left behind who serves our country too. My dad was in the military. So just want to give you a big thank you oh. for, for being solo parent. Well, while your husband, well, you know, you know, the life very well then. And it's, um, you've made as a military child, you've made sacrifices too. And, um, it's, you know, it's not anything that I ever expected. Like I was born and raised in the same town, was here my okay, whole yeah. life. <laughs> and so I didn't know any different, but it's been such a blessing. And I've been, I, I've just been like everywhere we've moved to and the people we've met, God has blessed us in some amazing way. And so it's a, it's a life experience that I would never dream. Thank you, friend tell us about, you know, you, you had your girls and you're taking care of them. So what, what led you to start your, your first podcast? And now you have a business helping others get their podcast started. So yeah. Tell us what, what that has looked like for you. Yeah. Again, nothing I ever imagined. Like <laughs> I was a stay at home mom for years and absolutely loved it. Um, 
of course there were days and moments what is that saying the the days are long but the years are short yes, like yes. I loved it was such a blessing for me to be able to stay at home with my girls and there were different times when I had to go back to work or or um, got the opportunity to go back to work at different times but for the most part um, I was a stay-at-home parent so in 2012 2013 my husband was working up for a longer deployment and I kept and this was the first time we had done it with kids that would like know that he was gone you know they had been babies prior to that Mm -hmm. and so everybody that I was talking to all the military spouses the advice I was hearing and was given was like just jam-pack your days with as much as you can keep yourself busy keep yourself distracted and I just kept getting so frustrated because I felt like going back to that I didn't want to just survive I wanted to thrive Mm -hmm. I, I he had a mission to take care of I wanted him to not just you know, push through and make it to the other side. I didn't want to push through and just make, I wanted that time for both of us to really matter. Mm-hmm. And so out of this frustration, I've always been a writer. That's my background. That's my degree. Um, out of this frustration, I Googled how to start a blog and I started <laughs> a couple days. I started a blog and it was That's very awesome. rudimentary and started posting for military spouses about like, what does this look like? How do we make meaning out of this time that for so often, and, and we've been told like, just push through it, mm-hmm. just get through it. And it took off. Um, I built a community of women and it was uh, kind of took me back and surprised yeah. me, but um, I enjoyed it so much and loved and loved every minute of it. So fast forward, um, I had a health uh, crisis. Uh, and, um, was had to, I backed kind of off writing and, and all of that. And from that really felt like God was calling me back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of shifted my focus of my blog and people weren't really reading. And I didn't know if that's because I shifted the focus or if what it was. And so I did something really smart at the time that I didn't know was smart. And I pulled my people and asked them and they said, we're listening to podcasts. Now this is 2016. And so I thought, Oh, that's so cool. I'm listening to podcast too. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll start a podcast. Um, and I was writing to women really about stepping into your dreams and giftings and calling. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the pivot that I had went in the direction I went in. And sure enough, I decided, okay, I'm gonna figure it out. And so it took me a little bit, but in 2017, I launched my podcast. It was called mom once more, as you mentioned. And, um, it was really a gift. Like I absolutely loved it, but it was hard. And as you know, from starting your own Andrea, like it is, it is hard to wade through. All. And back then there wasn't as many like tools and tutorials and different right, things that exist right. today. So I kind of piecemealed this thing. And while I was doing that, I thought, man, if I can ever help another person figure out how to do this, so it's not so hard, I'm going to do it. Almost quit several different times got it up and running again. I was blessed by my listenership kind of followed me mm-hmm. and grew it, brought on a co-host. Um, and it was really, really a blessing. And from there, a crazy thing happened. Women started reaching out and asking me if I would help them with their podcast. I thought, sure. I said, sure. I do it. So, um, while I was producing mom wants more, just not as a business, just as a friend, helping other women, I started helping them. And about after that, I don't know, it was probably 
anywhere from six to 12 women at that point. I had probably helped a dozen that my husband turned to me and he said, you're spending a lot of time doing this. Like maybe you should think about starting in a business. And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe so. Um, And so I did, I started with podcast editing and producing, started my podcasting community a year ago and I haven't looked back since. It's been a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Quit producing mom once more and started my own show about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on my second podcast and love every minute. Had no idea that this would be where I am, but I love that, that that's my story. And that has, you know, like I said to you, I love that I get to de- be just a teeny tiny piece of God's bigger story for mm-hmm. women of getting their message and their words out to the world. Right. right. It's so neat too. For me, one of the things I loved about podcasting is the relationship part with bringing um, guests on and that kind of thing. And so that's actually how I first found you. I don't know if I've ever told you this. So when you were doing mom once more, I had gone to a writer's conference and speakers called speak up. And there I met Katie Reed and started following her online. And then she was on your show and she, you know, posted about it. And so that's how I actually found you was from, from that trickle of relationships. And oh my goodness. Yeah. I love that story. I know I had no idea. I think I did know that you found me through Katie Reed, but I didn't know that it was that loop. That's so fun. And yeah. then when we got to meet in person at Blistown, that was yes. so fun too. I love yes. it. It's so fun. And what, one of the things too, I love about podcasting is that you get to hear someone's voice and get to know them. So it was neat because I felt like I already knew you from listening to your podcast. Oh, good. That's always my goal. I say, if I ever meet somebody in person, like on the street, I want them to say, oh my goodness, she sounds just like she does in person or vice versa. Like, you know, if they meet me in person and hear me on the podcast. Um, So that's like a huge compliment. I love that story. (laughs) Absolutely. Can you give us, you know, after sharing your story, I'm sure that there are moms listening who are like, you know, I have felt this nudge to start something creative, but how do I do that and be a mom? Or I'm not qualified. I don't know how to figure out the steps. What practical tips can you give them as they're feeling a creative calling in the midst of motherhood? Yeah, I love this question. And I would say if you're listening and you're feeling that, oh, lean in, Mm. lean in. I don't think anything but good can come of it. I think as mamas, we so often feel like any desire outside of motherhood and marriage that, that that's, it's somehow in competition with those things. And I just don't believe that when I've seen women who step out just like you and lean into their creative desires and what I feel like I know that they've been placed inside of you for a reason, you know, like, um, it's hard for us to see it in ourselves, but it's so easy for us to see it reflected in someone else. And so I really believe that if they're feeling even an inkling to lean in and listen, you know, my girls have only benefited from being on the front row seats to seeing me do this thing, all the things, the the blogging and the writing and the uh, podcasting and, and now starting a business of my own, like they've only benefited. And if anything, I pray and I believe it does, but I, I also play, pray this prayer that I want them when they're feeling that feeling inside of them to go like, oh yeah, 
I remember when mom did that. Well, if mom can do it, then I can do it, you know, whatever that is. And so I'd say just, just lean in and explore it. You don't have to put a bunch of pressure on yourself. You don't have to make it some big thing. I mean, my right step as Emily P. Freeman says, was to Google how to start a blog. Like I was tired of hearing something. It was a tiny, teeny little step. Um, It doesn't have to be a big thing. Like you don't have to publish a book. It can be as small as just Googling it or talking to someone or listening to a podcast episode or reading a book. Like it can start so small. Just get curious about that feeling, what it looks like. And then maybe take some steps. You know what? They're not all going to be right steps. Most, I I will say I have, I always joke and say my business was built on me failing and just standing back up and failing again and standing back up. That's so good because we, especially the listeners of this podcast feel that, you know, that pressure of like, I can't do it until I do it perfectly. And my son struggles with perfectionism, which, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree sometimes. But one of the things I've told him is just what you're saying about like, Hey, when you were little and you were learning to walk, you fell down, but we weren't mad at you that you fell down or you weren't mad at yourself that you fell down. Like we just helped you up. And, you know, we tried again as you're learning to walk. So it really is the same thing. We don't give ourselves permission to be beginners at things. I think as women, like, because we look around and we're like, Oh, she has, you know, this all taken care of. Like she's an expert at that. And we look at ourselves, but that person's further along, like they're maybe in the middle, whereas we're at the beginning. So I, I love that. Just the, those little baby steps, like you're saying to to figure it out. And then when you mess up, like, it's okay. Just get up and, and keep going. Yeah. You, there's a quote. I'm so bad at quotes. I butcher them all the time, <laughs> but it basically says, you don't, you don't, um, try and fail. You try and grow. It's that same Ooh, idea like of that. like, you're always moving forward. It's forward momentum, but sometimes like, just like when you're swinging, you know, you got to go back first before you can move even further right. forward. So yeah, I say just lean into that and go for it. And it may not turn out if far, like in the same lines of perfectionism, like my, it was never a straight line to get from where I started to where I am now. Like podcasting wasn't the end goal. It didn't exist. I didn't, yeah. I mean, it probably did exist. I just didn't know it did, you know? <laughs> um, and I would have never guessed that that one tiny step of obedience in, blo- in the direction of blogging would lead me to owning my own business and helping other women. So I think that that's just, it's something that we put pressure on ourselves. And I just say, take away that pressure, take away the perfection and give yourself permission to simply try and learn. I love that. And I love how you said that your girls are benefiting from this. Sometimes we think as moms that, oh, if I do this, it's going to take away from my kids and we feel this guilt and all of this, but when, you know, when we are living out the calling God has given us, when we live out the gifts that he's given us, it really is a blessing to our family because we feel fulfilled and we get to show like to be a good steward of, you know, these gifts God has given us or to just be obedient in this, you know, whatever creative thing God has called us to. So I think that 
I don't know where we along the lines, like feel this guilt about pursuing things for ourselves, but really it blesses our family and our kids. And I got chills when you said that about your girls that you want them to look back and say, you know, I can do this or something like it, whatever it is for them, because I saw my mom do it. I just think that's so cool. Well, and I even see it happening now. Like they've started their own little business. They love to cook and they wanted to, my daughter has always had fourth grade. She saw a presentation about, um, water wells in Africa and how the young girls couldn't go to school because they had to carry water. Mm -hmm. And that was what they had to do all day. And so her goal has been by the time she graduated as a senior, she's going to be a freshman this next year. She wanted to fund a whole well herself. And so that's as she's saved and tithed, like that's what she's um, always held back money for, but she also loves baking. And so she said, I think I want to start a business and give some of my proceeds to water wells and build a well. And I was like, you better believe that this mama was leaning into that heart. I was like, let's do it. Like I started um, an Instagram page and they're running and they're learning things that they could never learn. Like it will take them years to learn some of the lessons they've already learned running this little business um, that they would have, you know, in the real world. And so, and you know what, it's probably not going to, who knows how long they'll do it. Who knows how much money they'll make, but they're, they're seeing what it firsthand takes to not only run a business, but also steward their giftings really well. Like you were saying, which man, I didn't learn that till I was in my thirties. Right. Yeah. If we can equip our kids with that now, like, yeah, game changer for them, for sure. Game changer. Oh, so cool. Do you have any other advice for us friend about how we can thrive in motherhood and as we juggle all the things. (laughs) Yeah. Such a good question. As I was thinking that about this before our interview today, I was thinking about, I'm a very like practical person, you know, anytime I'm listening to like a sermon or podcast episodes, or I'm always like, give me the, like at the end, like what's my next step? What's my, what's my walk in, uh, where am I supposed to go with this? Um, and so I think my best advice really is to be really intentional about what you're allowing in your life, whether, even if it's good things, even if it's volunteering or, you know, working at church or giving your time to different organizations, they're all good. Like I said earlier, um, one of my, the best books I've ever read on this is the best yes by Lisa Turkers. Yes. And she talks about the same thing kind of, you were talking about of stealing, you know, somebody's ability to help us. She talks about stealing somebody's yes. Um, with our, even though it's a no for us. And so by only giving our best yes and saying yes to those things that we're uh, like 110% sure um, that we need in our life, um, we're allowing that opportunity for somebody else whose best yes it is. And I kind of love that analogy because it's worked in my brain. So I'd say only put things in your life that be really intentional about what's there Mm -hmm. so that you can make room for not just surviving, but thriving. So you're not just literally running carpool all day. Maybe it's pairing back some kids activities. Maybe it's pairing back some of your own activities. Um, I always like, and this is not fun. And so I'm sorry for the person that this is meant for, but I, I feel like I'm supposed to say it. I always take my schedule when I feel like things are getting out of control Mm -hmm. and I lay it right next to my checkbook or my, you know, online banking, right? That's what we all use now. And I compare the two and I'm making sure that my priorities are aligned with what's 
in my agenda or on the calendar and also what I'm putting my money towards. And it becomes really clear, really fast, what's not to be there and what's not. Because I really do feel like thriving happens in the white space. Thriving is when we have the time to rest, when we have time to have that conversation with our kid, with our spouse, to go to coffee with our friend. If we're pushing ourselves always to the next thing, uh, and I already see it as we close 2020 and people are excited and I'm right there with them to get back into the normal right. quotation marks yep. of 2021. I'm already seeing my spring. Like I thought this May would be very chill and easygoing and it's already thick and black Us with too. all the things. I think it's across the board. And so, and a lot of those things we can't help, right? Right. But the things that you can, I, I would say that's my best advice is get really intentional and then don't do the things you don't have to. For a long time, I used to have a not to do list and I would put what I was not going to do one year. I didn't plant flower baskets one year. I didn't have a garden. You know, there's just different seasons of life yes. that, you know, use paper plates, grocery pickup. Like there are so many things that you can do to help yourself in the long run to be able to create create extra white space. Cause again, that's where I think the thriving happens. So, so good. Love it. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. At the end of every episode, I like to ask some fun questions. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. What are you reading, watching, or listening to these days? Ooh. So just this weekend I finished, I'm a member of book of the month club. Oh, I have heard of this. My husband got it for me for a gift two Christmases ago. Best gift ever. So So each month I get to pick a book from their curated list. Cause I don't know about you or any of your listeners. I love reading, but I always get like analysis or, or uh, decision fatigue. I was going to say analysis yes. paralysis because I never know which book to pick because they all look so right, good. Right. So book month gives you five and then you can choose. And so what I read a ton of non- nonfiction on my own and I wanted to get back more into fiction. Okay. And so that's what book of the month club is. So they have five curated books each month that you get to choose from. They're hardback. They're really pretty. Um, and so I just finished Emily Henry's people we meet on vacation it was it was so cute it was adorable kind of a little love story and I'm I'm a big fan of Emily Henry she's written several books that I love but um so I just finished reading that and then something I'm I don't have a ton of time for tv right now I love watching but listening I'm listening to the bible recap with Terry Cobble one of my favorites you they have like a reading plan to read the bible in a year Okay. But she has podcast episodes that go with it and she kind of breaks down and explains what's happening. And then she has like a God shot where she tells you, you know, kind of um, where she saw God move in her own life through a passage. And it's just, it's short, it's quick, it's easy, but that's what I've been doing for the past year and absolutely loving it. So that's what I'm listening to. The Bible recap. Awesome. That's why I asked these questions to find new, (laughs) new things to read, watch or listen to. (laughs) I have a new question. This is the first time I've asked it since it's the one year anniversary of the podcast. I thought I would add in a new question. So you're the first one. Ooh, yay. (laughs) 
So let's hear what is a favorite product or service that makes your life easier? Mm. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> product or Okay. This is going to be really lame, but it really does make my life so much easier. Grocery pickup. Oh, that is not lame friend. That is genius. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I don't have where I live kind of rural. And so I can't get Instacart or any of those big ones. I okay. wish I could uh, to have Costco delivered would just be amazing. But <laughs> I do have a local grocery store um, that does grocery pickup. I can, you know, put my order in and I swear I save so much money and so much time. I just, if I know I'm going to town, I put in my order. I've kind of got my standard things that I need and then I add anything else and then boom, I, I just pick it up. And... Right. Yeah. I love that you can do that. Like saving money. Like you're not getting those impulse items. Like when you're in the store with your kids and they're like, mom, can we get this? All of those mm -hmm. things. And then it is so handy that like your previous order is there and you're like, oh, I need 75% of what I ordered last time. And it's already, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. And also anytime, like I find like this morning I went to get the half and half out and I was out. And so I just pulled up my app, boom, half and half. It's already in my cart waiting for when I'm ready to place another order. So, right. um, I just love the efficiency of it. The other day we had to run into the grocery store for something real quick. And my girls were like, whoa, they hadn't been in a grocery store in like months, <laughs> months. It was so funny. So I love it. Yeah, that's great. I love that too. Next, what is your best soul or self-care tip for mom? This is going to be so, well, it's not going to be, I was going to say it's going to be so lame, but it's not. Um, I would say to rest. Mm -hmm. When I was a young mama, I thought that in order to let myself sit down and read or watch a show or relax, I had to get everything on that to-do list done. Uh, and as I said earlier, we all know it's never, it's never going to be done, right? <laughs> Just as you check five things off, another five get added to the plate because yes. it's a new day. <laughs> Yes, it's so true. And so I, that's one of the things that, um, that I've been learning, I would say over the last probably year that God's really working on my heart about is, is true rest and what mm -hmm. that looks like. And I feel like no amount of self-care, although I'm very big believer mm -hmm. in self-care, I don't think any amount of self-care is going to help if we don't have soul care first. Mm -hmm. And I think that really looks like resting. And I don't know about you or the perfectionists out there listening, but I'm not very good at rest. Yeah. So I'm also learning and practicing <laughs> that. Yes. I think it's so hard for us to rest because that list is always there of, you know, calling our name, like the laundry is in the dryer or the dishwasher mm -hmm. or whatever those things are. But I find that like the times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do these extra things and I don't rest that then, you know, I'm kind of bitter and grouchy or I'm just not then as productive, like for the rest of the week or the next day. But when we just trust and take that, that time to carve out rest, then we're better for, you know, the rest of that day or the, the day after it just really sets us up for success. But it's one of those you know, I think there's so many of God's ways that are like backwards to the world. And yeah. this is one of those things that like, oh, you can be more productive if you take time off to rest. You know, it just doesn't make sense according to lots of messages. No. We hear in culture. It's totally counterintuitive. Like it, we think like, oh, we must check the list. I remember I was at a writing retreat in um, 
Michael and Smith, she was also known as the nester in her barn. Mm -hmm. And she had like a clipboard up on the wall and on it, it said, rest is not a reward for finishing. And I, oh, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I took a picture of it. I have it on my phone still to this day. And I thought, wow, yeah, I've been using it as a reward. And it is, it seems totally backwards that we would take Sabbath or Sunday or whatever you call it in your life and not do anything and stop that you would wake up Monday morning behind. But I can't tell you how many times I've woke up Monday morning being like, I'm rested, I'm rejuvenated. I'm like, let's go. And I get way more done on Monday than I would have if I would have worked all day Sunday and all day Monday. And right. it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always right. work that Life, way, but yeah. a lot of the times it does. I would say I have a book recommendation that was revolutionary for me and it's Shelly Miller. I hope I get this right. It's Rhythms of Rest. Okay. So good. So awesome. Good. I will link that in the show notes for, yeah. for our friends. Awesome. Well, you talked about God's teaching you about rest, but is God teaching you anything else in this season? Yeah, definitely about rest. Definitely about asking the importance of asking for help. Um, And the other thing that he's teaching me, which has been really, really surprising is like trusting myself Mm. Um, beyond confidence, um, more so like trusting in the, in the abilities he's given me. So not, not necessarily like in myself, but trusting Mm -hmm. of him and how he's equipped me as a business owner, this world, I don't understand any of it. I, (laughs) I again, stumbled into it. And so in this season right now, he's definitely teaching me that he's equipped me and I have all the tools that I need, uh, or he'll bring me the tools I need and the people I need to help me along in business. So that's for sure. Another thing I'm learning. Awesome. I love that because it's just a great reminder that again, we don't have to have it all together to walk forward. And, and when we read the Bible, it's actually God, God consistently tells people to move forward or move somewhere or do this thing. And they're not prepared. And it's because he wants us to depend on him and not depend on, you know, our circumstances or our family or our finances or whatever those things are so that he can walk with us. And we depend on him throughout the process. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Friend, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people connect with you if they want to find you and follow you online? Yeah, probably the best place is on Instagram. I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm at Alana P. Dawson. It's A-L-A-N-A-P-W-A-W-S-O-N. I just, hold on. Did I just spell my name incorrectly? (laughs) I think you might have. It's okay. Start over. Let's leave. You should leave. You should leave this in. This is fun. I am. Okay. I do know my name, Alana. A L A N A P W D. I can't do it, Andrea. What is my name? It's right in front of me. Talk about a blooper. You can. I'll. We'll link to it in the show notes. I can't spell my name. It's. It's only Monday. No. Tuesday, it's a Tuesday too, and I can't function. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so good. I will link it in the show notes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and then you are at the podcasting party podcast. Yes. If anyone yes. wants to listen, she has so many great episodes and tips for how to start a podcast, all the pieces, equipment you need. 
it's so, so helpful. Just going to say you can find all the things, podcast, link to Instagram, all the stuff at my website, alanadawson.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, friend. It's been great to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Would you do me a favor and help me get the word out about the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering? I'd be so appreciative if as you listen, you take a screenshot, post it to social media, and tag me. You can also rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening so that other moms can find it. Looking forward to being with you next time.